Hello world, welcome to the Sensory Corner, a podcast surrounding all conversations, sensory, occupation, and parenting related. My name is Mark, I'll be your host for today, and this podcast is being brought to you by Senso Minds. Throughout the series, I'll be having multiple conversations with OTs, SLPs, specialists, and even sensory and special needs parents. Hopefully throughout this podcast, we can gain a much more holistic and well-rounded perspective as to what it's like to live in a world with sensory or special needs. Hopefully together, we can understand how children learn, grow and develop, and share ideas, work through problems, and most importantly, help children integrate into the world around them. My name is Mark, and this is The Sensory Corner. So for today's episode, the topic content is a bit unorthodox. We're not going to be speaking about children, but we're actually going to be talking about you guys. Yes, you guys, the viewers, parents, most likely, or parents with children with sensory or special needs. Regardless of what your child's needs are, if you're a parent, you all can attest to the fact that you always want to give it your all, putting in 100%, 24 hours of the day, 7 days a week, with no breaks whatsoever, and no real regard for your own mental health or well-being. And because those are such big topics, I want to understand how can you guys maintain that balance and keep yourselves afloat. So who better to talk about an occupational balance than talking to an occupational therapist? So on the show, we brought back a returning guest. Her name is Becky B.O.T. You may have heard her before. It should sound familiar. Her real name is Rebecca Burgess, and she's an OT from North Carolina. She really wanted to be on the show to share her insights and more so some tips and tricks for sensory or special needs parents out there, or parents in general, on how to maintain an occupational balance, and more so, how can you take care of your child while also taking care of yourself? Anyways, that's enough from me. This is the Sensory Corner. Let's get into it. So um, in occupational therapy school, the first thing you learn is the eight areas of occupation, which are activities of daily living, which are your feeding yourself, getting dressed, taking a shower, going to the bathroom, the basic mm-hmm. self-care, um, instrumental activities of daily living, which are um, like taking care of kids, taking care mm-hmm. of pets, grocery shopping, kind of like those things that you do have to do every day, but are kind of beyond the basic self-care. And then you have okay. sleep and rest, work, education, play, leisure, and social participation. So occupational balance is just balancing. And you're saying like sensory parents especially need to be mindful of this within their lives. Can you explain a bit more what you mean by that and like why this topic kind of came up? So it kind of um, goes back to like that really ancient saying that's just like you can't pour from an empty cup. You can't give your kids your all if you're not taking care of yourself first and so 100%. I work with kids every day but it's not just the kids it's their families too and so I've just seen a need just talking to these parents every week that you know they need resources they need support they're often overlooked they spend so much time thinking about their kids that they're not thinking about what are those main areas of which you think parents are usually lacking in then? Like amongst those eight ADL, which ones are the ones which you re- usually see slip through the cracks, especially when they're so, like with the children? Um, the big ones, I'd say that, you know, aren't prioritized. Like we all somehow scratch up enough time to usually eat three meals a day and shower and get dressed. <laughs> but, you know, it's really easy to say like, I haven't done laundry a week, so I'm going to go to bed later. Or you don't make time for your hobbies or whatever brings you joy. Or you're not spending time with your friends as much because you're spending all your time, all your time with your kids. Mm-hmm. 
So like, what do you say to those parents of whom truly believe that like there isn't enough time in the day, like 24 hours is not enough. I mean, there's, I'm not a parent and I, there's days that I don't feel like 24 hours is enough. So I'm going to touch on um, some easy ways to just get a little bit more time into your day, like ways to save time or multitask and um, just little ways to find those little pockets of time that you can dedicate to yourself. Mm-hmm. What are those little things? Cause even at like, I want to know for myself, cause you know, I, I get ca- so caught up in my own schedule that I forget to take care of myself. So um, the first one is just, I know it. I'm not a parent and I am sure it's hard to do, but just accepting help, looking into resources into your area that might be like respite care, having someone, you know, come over and help take care of your kid for a little bit while you're doing laundry or meal prepping or taking a shower, those kinds of things. Um, or even, um, just finding a babysitter that you trust that you can build a relationship with knows, um, your kids. Um, one way to find a babysitter would, could be like reaching out to like a local college. Um, you know, and when I was in college, they would put on the bulletin board, families in the area looking for babysitters. You can reach mm-hmm. out to like the OT department, the special education department, all of those majors that, you know, are going to school to work with kids, find a babysitter who you trust, who can, you know, take care of your kid for a little bit, let your kid have some fun while you have a couple hours to do whatever it is you need to do. Mm-hmm. And then also, um, I feel like leisure and social participation are often neglected. It's the first thing that goes for me. If I don't, if I feel like I don't have enough time in the week, then I'm like, okay, well, I don't have time for my friends. But even if you're driving to school to pick up your kid, just calling a family member or a friend, have them on speakerphone while you're driving, a little bit of time to just take your mind off things, catch up with someone. Um, You could look into um, support groups. A lot of big cities have an autism society. The one near me has um, like lunch groups where parents of kids with autism can all um, get together for lunch once a month and talk strategize, talk through resources in the area, that kind of thing. That's amazing. Um, I didn't even know those things existed. Wow. I didn't know until I saw this need and just started researching things near me. Mm -hmm. And then um, sleep and rest. um, Essential. (laughs) More time to sleep. I don't sleep enough, but just... Same. (laughs) Just know, like... You know, we all hear eight hours of sleep is this like golden rule, but finding out how much sleep you need to function or is there like a couple hours while your kid is at preschool and you have to decide between taking a nap or doing laundry, like which one's going to be more beneficial to you? Like you could do laundry, but if you're not going to stay awake until dinner time, then you should probably take the nap. Mm. And um, then also just another way. with those like instrumental ADLs, those things that are kind of like our extras, like our our errands, things like that we have to do. Um, Things like grocery delivery, where you drive up to the curb and they load your car could save you a lot of time 
and then you don't have to take your kids in the grocery store and you're mm-hmm. probably going to spend less money too because you didn't <laughs> take your kids in the grocery store. <laughs> Can and I get so the boxes? Like that. I spend so much money when I go in the grocery store because I buy snacks that I don't it's need. It's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. Things like grocery delivery and, um, you know, I sign up for every, like, takeout delivery app and <laughs> just do it while I have that first month promotion and then don't use it again. So, <laughs> Hopefully Uber isn't, yeah, Uber Eats isn't listening in on this. <laughs> they probably know. <laughs> They know my secrets now that I yeah, always they, use them for a month. Yeah. But, you know, have your groceries delivered. Have mm-hmm. um, your meals delivered. Sometimes it's about prioritizing. Like, do you need a home-cooked meal or mm-hmm. do you need a power nap? And True. then um, also just not being afraid to say yes. Like a lot of times you feel like you're saying yes to one thing and that means you're saying no to something else. But, Uh you know, if your friend invites you to do something and you genuinely do not have a reason to know, say no, like go spend time with your friends, go do that fun, exciting event, all of that kind of stuff. Like your kids still know that you love them. Mm -hmm. Like, of course, do not leave them home alone. Make sure somebody's taking care of them. But, like, you still have to make time for yourself. You still have to do the things that make you happy. And then even if you feel like you have absolutely zero time in your day, there is not a spare minute, you can still, like, you know, make a playlist of, like, your favorite pump-up music that you listen to in the carpool line. Or... <laughs> your favorite podcast or audiobook. I listen to audiobooks when I'm driving to work. I'm listen to this podcast, car. by the way, guys. You can listen to Senso Minds in the car. <laughs> you're already in the car. Serious. There's not much else you can do. Mm-hmm. Listen to a book or a podcast or your favorite music <laughs> and just incorporating like your little, like your favorite foods. Like if you have your favorite food in the pantry. Mm-hmm like gives you a little happiness boost gives you something to look forward to even just like spending the extra 50 cents to buy your favorite scented body wash or something like this be like a little (laughs) pick-me-up every time you take a shower Mm -hmm. like there's a lot of like little things that you can do that you can incorporate into your day that like help you prioritize yourself because of course of course, you want to give your kids your all, but you still got to take care of yourself, too. Uh, like, I'm really curious because, like, this, this, that's actually super helpful. Like, and it seems so intuitive when, like, you say it all out loud, like, all these little wins, which you're supposed to do. But when you're so busy, like, even I do it. And I don't even have a kid myself. I forget about all of these little things which I can do to boost my morale throughout the day and help me push through my work. And if I don't do those little things, then I feel defeated throughout the day. And it really takes a toll on like how productive I am. This isn't even looking at it from a parent's perspective, let alone trying to be there for your child. All of these things you mentioned are so, so important. I guess one of the biggest things though, which I wanted to ask, obviously since you're an OT, you don't have a child yourself. So where exactly is this perspective coming from? Because this is the first time I've actually ever heard an OT say, not providing a strategy for the child, but providing a strategy for the parent. So, um, of course, when you work with kids, you're working with their whole family. I have okay. sessions where 
it is the kid who I'm treating plus yeah. the sibling and the cousin and the parent all in the room <laughs> and everyone's playing and like we're watching videos of their birthday party the entire time. Like, okay. I feel like not that I'm a member of the family, but you're you a know, member you of the family. Relationships with them. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, every Friday morning, I'm a member of that family. <laughs> That's so, so cute. I, you know, I build relationships with these families and, you know, parents tell me a lot sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so I had, um, one parent in a session just a couple weeks ago that kind of like got the gears turning on this idea who said that she was so excited because her kid was going to start preschool and she would finally have time to do yoga again. And I was hey. like, Oh wow. Like that's really important to you. And you just stopped doing it when you had kids yeah. and you're here like three days a week sitting in the waiting room and mm-hmm. Like, like you are a great parent and you are definitely putting your kid first, but you don't even have time to do yoga, which makes you happy. Definitely. And man, it's such a tough balance because I also see it from, you know, the perspective of a parent, like I'm just looking back on like the way like I was raised, the things my parents gave up. They they definitely put me first. Like I'm so so appreciative of it. A part of me wishes wishes I could go back in time and tell them no, you didn't have to do all that. Obviously, I was a kid. Maybe they needed to step in and like they were like, oh gosh, like it's Mark again, back at his stuff. But <laughs> um, no, it, it it's, it's, again, it's those little wins. Like if it's yoga, like if that's what finds gives you fulfillment as a parent, you feel that extra pressure to always be present. Yeah, you're so right. You you definitely need to take care of yourself. And but, so I also just wanted to add, um, since this is all about, you know, sensory, yeah. finding just what sensory input you really do like or really don't like. It's as simple as, do you prefer taking a shower or taking a bath? Like huh. some people, I personally don't love the feeling of water hitting my body, but totally will happily sit in a bubble bath with a book for an hour. So finding, (laughs) you know, or do you want to play really nice calming music or like super upbeat pump up music when you're in the carpool lane? Finding Mm -hmm. just, or even like, you know, do you want to drink a smoothie for breakfast every morning? I drink a smoothie for breakfast every morning because I like them. Mm -hmm. And I also have some oral sensory seeking habits and like to chew on the silicone (laughs) straws. So you know, finding those little things, like, especially if you're spending all this time exploring sensory input that your kid likes and different sensory tools, like you can try them out too. Like I sleep better with a weighted blanket. So, you know, are you going to get more restful sleep with a weighted blanket? Do you want to chew gum to like help your body just feel a little bit more calm? Do you want to take a bath instead of a shower? Do you want to do yoga for nice and calming or like a hit workout to really like amp you up just finding like little things like that, that you can incorporate too. You have like a smell that you love Buy that body wash. Do not buy the one that you hate the smell of even if it's on sale. <laughs> like eat your favorite foods. Like if you love baby carrot, baby carrots, cause they're super crunchy, then eat more baby carrots. This, so like- 
it, it's such a weird concept because like the word sensory is thrown around so much on the internet and it always has to do with children. Our sensory processes, they're not relegated or they're not unique to children. We all have them. We all have an auditory system and an olfactory system. We have, we all, we have all of these processes which help us interact with and regulate with respect to the world we're living in. Things like yoga, like that might provide proprioceptive input. Is that the right process? I don't know if it would. Or is it vestibular? Proprioceptive, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. See, I do know my stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when you really break it down in that sense, it's like all these little activities, they help take that stress off our back. They help the parents truly be able to get a bearing us to like what the hell's happening in their lives. Because like those little things do pile up if they're not addressed. You know, like if you don't have a favorite food, which you have, or you haven't been able to eat it, period. Or if you haven't been able to go on a run, or if you haven't been able to do yoga, like you feel that throughout the day and like it's a lot hard of a, harder of a struggle to be there for your child. Um, so I think this is a really good reminder to all the parents out there who are tuning into this podcast to just really take care of yourselves. Is, is there anything else you like you'd want to like tell a parent before we sign off this podcast? Because I, I feel like this is like a really good cohesive list, which, you know, all parents could really benefit from. You know what I mean? Um. One more thing that I like to do that I feel like everyone can do is just I like to write down like a win from the week. Like even if it's just the tiniest thing that I did a seven minute workout, like just write down like the really, really good things that happened or like you made time for yourself. Like that's a win. Like if you even I just have a note in my phone that's just an ongoing list. So you can make a note in your phone. You can journal you can just put it on a sticky note on your fridge and then just have like that reminder like you know like mm-hmm. i'm doing good good things are happening yeah. that motivation that's growing and then just i feel like the biggest one is just know that there yeah. are other parents out there in the same situation and so yeah. you know yeah. you're not alone mm-hmm. I think that's a very big one. And like, since we're nearing the end of the podcast, I'd like to like do a little shameless plug in. So with respect to what Rebecca mentioned, um, with respect to finding like, you know, support groups and really connecting with people whom are really going through the thick of it, just like you are as a parent. Um, after this podcast, and like Sense of Minds will be hosting its own support group online on Facebook, which will attach the link down below into the description. And basically this support group is so that you guys, you know, have a safe form and you have a safe place to be able to share your experiences with other parents and other OTs and SLPs as well, so that you guys can share that discourse, really understand how together as a community we can move forward. Because if I've learned one thing, like the sensory community or special needs community, like one a win for one parent is a win for everybody. And I really think that the more everybody can truly understand these issues and work towards them cohesively, the better off our children are, especially if they're struggling to fit into a world which wasn't made for them. So thank you so much, Becky, for this uh, this podcast. This is actually super, super useful. And I think it's a very big wake-up call to a lot of parents, not in a bad way, but something which, you know, just a gentle reminder. Let's put it that way. But that pretty much wraps up this episode of The Sensory Corner. My name is Mark. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good day. Bye.
podcast to reach out to a larger parent audience and have a larger impact. That's all for today. My name is Mark, signing off.